Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Faith in God. Amen. Isn't that what we're supposed to have faith in? Amen. We're supposed to have faith in God. Now, you're not supposed to have faith in other people. You're supposed to have faith in God. And that's where we get in trouble in it a lot of times. You know, we get to looking at other people. You know, I've, I've talked to several people. Matter of fact, one particular person, he lost his way. And uh, he, he was looking at people in the church, you know. And, you know, people in the church, it was, at nine, it was a small percentage of them even go to Bible school. You know, they're, they're not mature Christians a lot of times in church, you know. And we get to looking at everybody in church like they're Jesus sometimes if we're not careful. We should be looking at them as they're growing spiritually too. They're not perfect, amen. You know, and they, they expect so much out of people that are growing, amen. And, you know, you, you got to be careful about that, you know. God wants to, you to look at him and him only, amen. If you go with go in with that attitude when you're going to church you know it's not as easy to fall away you know some people get to where they're looking at people and you have to be careful about that now i've seen people get hurt and i've heard i don't know how many people told me they've gotten hurt going to church because of somebody and you know you don't need to be focusing on somebody when you go to church you focus on god amen we're going to church for god amen we're going to church to be a blessing amen to other people not just ourselves amen and so it's important that when you go to church you know you're focused on on god amen and not the other people you know because people will fail you amen they will they're not perfect but god isn't going to fail you amen he is perfect let's look at the 23rd verses for verily i say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he saith Notice here, Jesus was talking about moving an impossible object. You know, a mountain isn't something you just pick up and move, is it? But he purposely looked at that object and he wanted to talk about your words, didn't he? At the time, he was looking at the, he was looking at the mountain and he told his disciples it could be moved by words. You know, you may have an impossible situation. We talked about this in the first message. It may be an impossible situation, but it can be changed. You say, really? Yes, it can be changed. You don't have to live in all kinds of bondage and all kinds of challenges. It can be changed, but it has to do with what you're saying. Amen. You know, people today, you know, they, you, can you believe with your words, cancer can be removed by speaking the right things? Did you know depression can be removed by speaking the right things? Debt can be removed. Your impossible circumstances can be changed with your words. Amen. You can be even set free of some things today. Amen. By what you're saying it has a lot to do with what we're saying. Amen. You say, well, man, I'm bound, you know, with lots of things today. Well, what are you saying every day? Are you confessing? Well, man, I'm, I'm, I have this challenge and I don't know when I'm ever going to get free. You know, well, you know, you got to change what you're saying. Amen. You got to call those things that are not in existence into existence. Amen. That's how God created us, and that's what he wants us to do. So today we're going to be talking about that today in this series, and we're, by, the, by the Lord's direction, we're going to be talking about calling those things that, that need to be called. Amen? Amen. And I'm looking at the wrong notes here, but we're going to get into this. Go on over to uh, Romans 4 real quick. Romans 4. Romans 4. And he talks about how God does things. This is his system. Amen. Romans 4 says, as is written, I have made thee a 
father of many nations. That's the key of what we're talking about today, because we will be talking about Abraham today. But it says, before him who believed, even God who quickeneth the dead. You know, he can quickeneth you right now. Maybe you've had challenges today, and your body's telling you all kinds of things today. He can quicken you, can't he? He can quicken your body right there where you're at with his Holy Spirit and his power. Amen. He can quicken you. Amen. He can, man, he can make a, a dead man come out of a grave. You know, he can quicken you. Amen. He can quicken you right there where you're at if you let him. Amen. And he calls those things which be not as though they were. Amen. That's how God does things. We talked about that in the first message and how he looked at darkness and he said light. There wasn't no light, was there? But he looked at darkness and he, he, he made light come out. He called the things into existence that were not into existing. He called those things that be not as though they were. Amen. That's how God does things. He calls those things that be not as though they were. The Amplified says it like this. Romans 4, 17 says, As is written in the scripture, I have made you a father of many nations. In his sight of him who he believed, that is God who gives life to the dead, and he calls into being which does not exist. <laughs> I love that. Amen. He calls those things into being that don't exist. You know, maybe today your wallet's empty. Well, he can, he can make a wallet full because he can call it those things into being, those things that need to be existing. Amen. Maybe you're today you're sick and you, you have an illness and you, you don't see a cure. Well, he, he can call that cure in to existence, those things that need to exist. That's how God does things. Amen. And he's going to use you to do it. Amen. You're the mouthpiece that he uses. Amen. When you get in agreement with God, things change in your life. But you know, you have to get in agreement with God. You know, there's so many people that aren't in agreement with God. They don't understand this, you know, and they've got all kinds of situations that are in challenges and struggles. You know, you don't have to struggle in life and have challenges in your life. You can start speaking those things in your life and changing the way your life is. And the, you can get a whole new perspective on life if you start saying the right things. Amen. Let's go over to Genesis 11. Genesis 11. We're going to look at this with Abraham today. God calls into being that which does not exist. Amen. Isn't that how he does things? Oh, don't you love it? You know, he even called you into being and you didn't even exist. Amen. That's awesome to think about, isn't it? He did that with Adam, didn't he? He called into being those things. There was no Adam, you know, but he created him. He called him into being the things that didn't exist. Amen. There was no Eve. But he said, man's not good. It's not good for him to live alone. <laughs> Amen. And he made a man. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, he made a woman for him, didn't he? He called into being those things that didn't exist. And, you know, he's doing that with you right now. Amen. He's, he's changing your life. He's calling you into being some things that didn't exist. You know, he's calling you out right now. Amen. He's calling you out. He's got some purposes and some plans for you. And he's calling you out. You say, well, man, what do you mean by that? He's calling you into being, amen. He's saying, well, hey, you've just enlisted in the Lord's army, amen. And he's going to do some special things, amen. And you're going to love it, you know, because he puts desires in your heart. And he knows what you're made of. He knows what you should be doing. He knows what you enjoy being doing, you know, amen. And he'll get you on that path that's prearranged and picked for you. And you can be enjoying life, you know, just by calling those things. Genesis 11th and 30th verse, it says, but Sarah was barren. She had no child. 
wow. Now you go through and you look through the verses before this, they were showing the lineage. All these people begot this person, begot that person, begot this person, and all of a sudden you get to Sarah. <laughs> Sarah's not begotten anybody. <laughs> Sarah's barren. Sarah was born barren. She wasn't capable of having a child. Amen. There, now I've known people that are in this situation. Uh, she wasn't capable of having a child, you know. But God, he can he can change the situation, can he? You know, and maybe you, today you're not you feel like you're not capable of having a wonderful destiny, or having a are capable of having a wonderful dream. Maybe you're saying you're too old, or you're too young, or maybe you're you're just you got all kinds of excuses, you know. Well, God, he, he's able to do that, amen. He's able to refix some things and change some things so that you can bear some wonderful things in your life, amen. He wants to make you fruitful. He loves it when you bear fruit. God's all about bearing fruit and going forward, amen. He's got wonderful plans for you and wonderful desires for you and dreams for you because he loves you, amen. And he, he changes those situations if you if you let him. Amen. Genesis eleven thirty in the New International Version says it like this. Now, Sarah was childless because she was not able to conceive. Now, you know, that can be pretty frustrating, though, you know, because if you're not able to do the things that you'd like to be able to do, you get you get frustrated. Amen. You know, I, I know there's been many times in my life there's certain things I'd like to be able to do, but I'm not able to do, and it's frustrating. Amen. And Sarah, you know, she was frustrated for many years, you know, because she wasn't able to do the things that she wanted to do. Are you in a situation like that? Are you in a situation where you're not able to do some things that you'd like to be able to do? Well, you know, you can change those things if you start learning a little bit about confession. Amen. God can start to change those things and he can start to stir your ship by the rudder and get it to go the right direction. You know, the winds, you need to be going with the winds of the Holy Spirit. And the only way you're going to catch those winds is by steering your ship the right way. You know, you start speaking things like, my steps are ordered by the Lord. I'm always at the right place at the right time. Amen. You know, you, you start getting in the right place. You start getting where God needs you to go. But, you know, you have to be confessing some things. You know, you got to say some things out of your mouth. Amen. It's important that we learn to speak the things that need to be spoken. You know, you can't just sit there and not say something. You are saying something anyway. You might as well be saying some things of faith. <laughs> Amen. You know, you, you're saying things all day long. You might as well be saying the things that get you to go the right direction. Amen. Genesis 12. Let's go to the first verse there. Genesis 12. We're going to look at this real quick here. Genesis 12 and the first verse is, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Now this took some great faith, didn't it? He stepped out, went to a place that, man, he, he didn't even know where he was going. He, nothing he was used to, you know. And he, he left his kindred, left where he grew up, and he, he went to a land that God had showed him. That took some, it took some great faith, excuse me took some great faith. Amen. I've done that before. I remember when me and my wife went to Raymond. I'd never been to Tulsa, Oklahoma before. And that's a good ways from where I live in Oklahoma City. Actually, I lived in Bethany, which is the other side of Oklahoma City. And, you know, left everything, well, left there and went to Rama, you know, a place never even heard of, you know, or never even ever been that area before. And, but I went to a place that I never, I'd never heard of, you know, went to Tulsa. And I'll never forget, we went, you know, and man, God bless him. He did some wonderful things there, supernatural things there, praise the Lord, because I was obedient to what he had us do, you know. And Abraham, this is exactly what he did. He went where God had him to go, and God blessed him, amen. 
and he went to he left his father's house and unto a land that the Lord had showed him. Genesis 17. Let's look over there. Genesis 17. And we're going to start the first verse. It says, And when Abraham was 90 years old and nine, and the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make a covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. Now that's quite a bit to say to him, isn't it? He's got a barren wife, and he says he's going to multiply him exceedingly. That's a bunch. And Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, And for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be the father of many nations. Neither shall thy name be more be called Abraham, but thy name shall be called Abraham. Now, this is interesting because in the uh, 13th chapter, you know, right after he had uh, spoke to him, the Lord spoke to him, and he told him he's going to bless him, and he told him he's going to do some wonderful things in his life, and that he, you know, he'd already spoke to him about some things that he wanted to do for him. He got in the 13th chapter, he'd already become rich. It's amazing. You know, God blessed him in cattle and gold and blessed him, and he had all these things. I mean, it multiplied him and had all this stuff very rich. It was like Abraham didn't have any problem believing God that he was going to be rich, you know. But then when it got to coming to God said he's going to multiply him and he's going to multiply his seed, that was a little bit harder for him to do. Amen. You get to look in here and through the verses, you see he really struggled with the fact that God wanted him to have a son, you know, and God was going to multiply his seed. It seemed like he really struggled with it. Even Sarah struggled. She laughed. And, you know, and Abraham fell down and he struggled with it, you know, and they, they had some, you know, and it's interesting. Sometimes you can believe God for something in some areas, no problem for healing, maybe, you know, no problem. But then he wants you to have, he wants you to be blessed in financially or, or maybe you have no problem believing for him to bless you financially, but maybe he wants you to have a baby and you're having a challenge believing him for a baby or, or maybe he wants you to do something else. And maybe that's where you're having your challenge, you know, you know, some people are strong in some areas, but then other areas are not quite as strong. And that's kind of what Abraham was dealing with here. Abraham was, he was having a lot of struggle with this. And so what God did for Abraham, if you look here in that 17th verse, let's read that again. He says, and when Abraham was 90 years old and nine, and Abraham appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. I will make my covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him saying, and for me, behold, my covenant is with thee and thou shalt be father of many nations. Now listen to what he does here. He says, neither shall thy name any more be called Abraham. See, he was struggling. So what God decided to do is he's going to change his confession. <laughs> Amen. And you know, when you're struggling, that's exactly what needs to happen. He needs to change your confession. Amen. Some, so some things can happen in your life. You know, maybe you're struggling with healing or you're struggling in different areas of your life right now. Maybe you need to do some changing of your confession. Amen. Maybe you need to start putting the right things on the refrigerator, the right things on your front of your car, your steering wheel, you know, that you're looking at every day. It's going to take a little effort, you know, but you can get your ship going the right way. Amen. You can get going the right direction. Amen. Get that healing that you're wanting to have, you know, get that dream to come past that you want to come to pass. But, you know, you've got to make some effort about it. You got to do some things. Amen. And that's exactly what he noticed here with Abraham. He said he saw that Abraham could handle some things. He he gets extremely blessed, you know, but he, in other areas he was struggling. So he decided, well, hey, we're going to change his confession. 
neither shall thy name any more be called Abraham, but thy name shall be called Abraham. Amen. He says, for a father of many nations have I made thee. You know, and today, maybe that's what you need to do. You need to start saying it every day, you know, whatever it is that you're needing. Maybe you're needing healing today. You may need to get up today and say, I'm the healed of the Lord. Every day you get up and say, I'm the healed of... Now, you may not feel like it. You still have the symptoms, but that doesn't change what God has already said about you. Amen. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what what you see. You go by what God says. We agree with God. Amen. And, you know, your feelings can be different every day. Every day you get up, you may not feel like you're going forward, you know. Maybe you don't feel like your dream's coming to pass. And maybe you don't feel like some things are coming to pass. That doesn't mean that you don't you don't change you change what God has told you to say. You've got to agree with God. Amen. What Maybe he's spoken to you about some things today. And some big dreams, you know, that doesn't mean you don't, st- you stop speaking those things just because of how you feel today. You need to agree with what God said. Amen. If he said, you know, you're healed, you're healed. If he says that you're going to be blessed, you're going to be blessed. Amen. You agree with him. Amen. In every area of your life. And that's what he did here with Abraham. He called him father of many nations. Now, this is really interesting because Abraham had 300 servants. Think about that. He changes his name, and you can imagine everywhere he went, one of his servants was somewhere, and they're yelling across there, hey, Abraham, father of many nations. <laughs> and you know, when you start confessing the right thing, you may not feel it, you may not see it, but it creates a picture on the inside of you, amen? You start seeing it, amen, once you start confessing it. And these people were creating this picture on the inside of Abraham, weren't they? They were yelling, Father of many nations. You know, he'd go out to the fridge and somebody, Sarah would call him, Hey, Abraham, Father of many nations, you know. He'd go outside and he'd just take a little walk and somebody would yell across the way, Abraham, Father of many nations, amen. He'd go down to the drugstore, the Circle K or the 7-Eleven and walk in, you know, and Probably one of his servants that has been staying with him may, may come walking in and or the person behind the counter go, Abraham, father of many nations, amen, creating that picture on the inside of it, you know, and whatever you need to do today, you need to be creating that picture. And he, now they weren't even just creating the picture. They were also calling those things that be not as though they were. And so they, all, all these people were speaking it and causing it to come to pass, putting pressure on it, amen? And that's kind of what you do when you're calling those things. You're putting pressure on what you're really needing, amen? You're, you're putting pressure, some faith pressure on some things, amen? And, you know, you get up in the morning and say, I'm the healed of the Lord. You're putting pressure on it, amen? You're speaking it and you're causing it to come to pass, amen? You're putting pressure on it. And maybe some of you today, you know, you got some d- things and some dreams on your heart. And you need to put some pressure on it on it. Amen. It calls it to come to pass. Amen. It's, it doesn't just come to pass. You've got to put some pressure on it. Amen. So Abraham was saying this and 300 servants around him, all, all of them were agreeing with him saying, Abraham, father of many nations. Amen. So what should we do if we're having trouble and believing for something? We should start speaking it and calling those things that be not into existence that need to be existent. Amen. We should be doing exactly what they were doing with Abraham. Let's look over at Genesis 21 real quick. Genesis 21. We should start developing the picture. Amen. If you start confessing it, you start developing the picture on the inside. What do you really want? What is your dream? 
What is it you'd like to have in your life? Well, you know, you need to start saying it. You may not feel it. You may not think it's happening, but you start creating that picture. And after a while, you'll see it. Amen. And then your faith is putting pressure on it. It's coming to pass. Amen. When you're agreeing with God, God's words are powerful. Amen. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. Genesis 21, in the first chapter, it says, And the Lord visited Sarah, and as he had said, the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. Interesting, though, after he'd started putting pressure on it and they were calling those things, that's when it started to happen. <laughs> you know, he struggled with this. You know, other things came easy for him, but he struggled with this because he needed to start saying the right things. Was he probably not saying all the right things up to this point? I mean, even at, the, at one point, they even decided they were going to try to have a baby through a, a concubine. And they were probably getting to the place where they're like, man, this isn't going to happen. So we need to do this, you know. So they started not agreeing with God. Amen. And so now he's trying to make it come to pass because his words, you know, were off track. And he wasn't using faith-filled words. But when he started using faith-filled words, things started changing. And it didn't seem like it'd take very long. Just a few chapters later, you see that Sarah... Some things changed for the 21st verse. 21st verse and the first verse is, And the Lord visited Sarah, and as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bared Abraham a son in his old age, in the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called his uh, called the name of his son that was born unto him uh, from Sarah, bare to him Isaac. Think about that, though, you know. After they were putting pressure on it, they were speaking it. Then all of a sudden the baby was born. Amen. Well, maybe today, you know, you need to be putting some pressure on some things. Amen. Need to be speaking some pre- some precious things that God's put into your heart. Are you speaking those things? Amen. Are you speaking? Are you agreeing with God? Let's look over to Hebrews, the first chapter there, uh, third verse. His words are powerful. God's words are powerful. If you'll get in agreement with him, some things will change. Now, we're going to talk about many things with confession. Uh, we're just getting into this, you know, we're looking at Abraham's life and we're going to look at Jesus and we're going to look at all kinds of different things with confession. But, you know, when you start coming into agreement, that's when things start changing with your life. Amen. You need to agree with what God says about you. Amen. If he says you're saved, you're saved. Amen. If he says you're righteous, you're righteous. Amen. If he says you're forgiven, you're forgiven. Amen. If he says that, you know, he's got plans for you to prosper and for you to have a good life, then he, you need to agree with him and say, I, God has plans for me to prosper me and to have a wonderful life. If he says that you're healed, you're healed. Amen. You got to agree with God. Hebrews 1, 3 says this. It says, and who be in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the power of what? By the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of his majesty on high. What does he hold everything up by? By his words. You know, this planet right now is being held up by a word. Did you know that you're being held up by a word? Did you know everything that in this life is being held up by God's words? Hebrews 1.3 says, He is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being the outray of radiance of the divine. 
and he is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of his power. When he had by offering himself accomplished our cleansing of sins and radiance of guilt, he sat down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high. Think about that. He's, he's causing everything to be held up by the word of his power. That's a powerful word. You know who the word is? That's Jesus. Amen. He's the one holding it all up. You know, your life wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for Jesus speaking it into existence. God causes those things to come to pass. He call, You're not here by accident. You say, well, man, I came out of this situation and my parents said that I was an accident. No, you weren't an accident. Your spirit came from heaven. Amen. And he put your spirit in your body for, and he created you with a purpose. There's scripture that talks about that. He put you in that body for a purpose. Amen. And you came from heaven. You're, you know, you've sinned and you've had some issues. You know, you've had some things since you came into this earth. But that doesn't mean that you aren't here without a purpose. God has put you here with a purpose. He put everybody here for a purpose. Amen. And he has a plan for everybody. So we're going to pray and we're going to get into some more things next week. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your goodness. And we thank you for your mercy. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you're, you're speaking to some people today, Father. I think some people are going to come out of their situations as we get into this series more. I thank you, Father, Lord, burdens are being removed and yokes are being destroyed today. I thank you some people are contemplating some things and they're thinking, man, I don't have to stay in this situation anymore. And Father, we just ask that you help them as they get their confession right and they start speaking of the things that you speak, Father, and changing their lives, Father, Lord. We ask that you help them, Father, to do that by your Holy Spirit today. And Father, we just ask, Lord, that you touch them and encourage them, everybody, at the sound of my voice today. And Father, we just thank you for it. We just thank you. There's a special anointing for them this week being uh, being given out right now to help them get through the week. There's some people who didn't think they're going to make it through this week. They, they thought that I just don't think I could make it through this week. I can, I can hear that voice for some reason in my spirit. Somebody's just saying, I, 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 don't, I don't think I can make it through the week. I really need something from God today. And Father, I just thank you, Lord, they're getting it today by your Holy Spirit. Spirit, your anointing is being released right now to touch that person, Father, to give them the power to get through this week, Father, Lord, and they've got an anointing for it. And Father, we just ask for it in Jesus' name, and we just thank you, Father. And if there's someone that's not saved, and you hear my voice right now, and you're saying, man, I really want to get saved right now. Well, just pray this with me. All you got to do is believe God's raised Jesus from the dead, as Romans 9, 10, or Romans 10, 9, and 10 says, and, and confess Jesus as Lord, you will be saved. Amen. So just agree with God so he can save you right now. Father, just pray this with me. Father, I confess Jesus as Lord of my life, and Father, I believe that you've raised Jesus from the dead, and I am saved right now in Jesus' name amen and amen well if you prayed that with me you're saved right now praise the lord accept it praise the lord you're in the family of god amen and if you like you can email me at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com i'd love to hear from you let me know the good things that are happening in your life and uh, i would suggest you listen to more of this teaching god's got more for us lots and lots more on confession and uh, you know keep in touch with us there's like 50 something messages you can get into and kind of grow spiritually get into those messages and uh, let god help you to grow praise the lord if you'd like to contact us for prayer praise reports or offerings go to jeremiasmithministries.com thank you for listening